0: Welcome, everyone, to the Views from the 601 Podcast. Now I'm your host, Darrell Reese Jr. And we have a lot of NFL, NBA topics to get into today. And the first topic I want to get into is a breaking news that happened last night with the trade between the Washington Redskins and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Washington Redskins have traded for Alex Smith, quarterback, from Kansas City. And the Redskins gave up a third-round pick and cornerback Kendall Fuller. Now, I can't remember what college Kendall Fuller came from, but I did some research and seen some tweets that he was, I, I would say, the number one in ranked slot corner in the NFL, and he was only 22 years old. So, you got to think, like, why would, why, why would Washington trade that? Like, why would they trade a guy of that magnitude to Kansas City? And a couple guys on Washington team, I would say DJ Swanger. Wasn't too happy about that deal because he knows the import, importance of Kendall Fuller because the slot, the slot position is an important position on the field. So Kansas City now will turn their offense over to Patrick Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is the guy that I really like. Being a Chargers fan, I, I would say I wouldn't be too worried being in his first year, but with Andy Reid. With Andy Reid being his coach, he will he will coach him up this offseason and get him ready for the season later on in the year. So, I believe with those speed guys, Kansas City to have an offense, that Pat Mahomes can have a pretty decent season. Obviously, they've seen something out of them in the last game of the season that they – I would say they won 27-24. So, obviously, Kansas City and Reid, Reed seeing production out of him and there's a lot of speculations of Alex. Alex Smith, this being his last year with Kansas City. They really can't get over the hump in the playoffs. They make runs throughout the season, but it's just really ups and downs. Alex Smith is one of those quarterbacks that can he can't win you the game. He can't lose you the game. He's like a balanced quarterback, in my opinion. So I always say a perfect fit for him would be I would, I would have said Jacksonville would have been a perfect fit because Alex Smith is a quarterback that his main his main importance is to lean on a run game. I know you can always be a good quarterback by leaning on a run game, FYI, Dak Prescott, but Alex Smith is one of those guys that if he has no run game, there's no existence for him. Like He will put up mediocre numbers, so it would be interesting to see what he do with Washington next year. And they got a lot of questions with their receiving core with injuries to Jordan Reed. And they got to improve their running game. So Kansas City, they secondary, they secondary will be pretty good next year with Peters and Fuller. And Eric Berry returning back off an injury he suffered, I would say, week one. And those other safes and corners that they have on, def- on the defense side of the ball. So it's going to be interesting to see how the AFC West turn out next year with the quarterback situation because the Broncos also have question marks at quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go because a guy like Kirk Cousins will be a great fit for John Elway's team. I would either say the Jets or the Broncos would be a great fit for Kirk Cousins. But in my opinion, I said early on throughout the year, the way the Vikings situation was set up, I said – I said Taylor Bridgewater would be a perfect fit for the Jets. But it'd be it'd be curious to see where he goes next year or if they keep him because they have Case Keenum, Bridgewater, and Sam Bradford all in the con- they was all in the country a year. They all gonna be free agents next year, so it's gonna be interesting to see who they bring back. Two of those guys are not gonna be back, so they gotta choose one. So it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with that. And Kirk Cousins, he's – you can say a lot of reports and a lot of guys been saying, like, Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith will say they the same guy, but it's all about game management. Alex Smith controls the game more, but Kirk Cousins will win you the game and he will lose you the game. Like I said about Alex Smith, he won't lose you the game, he won't win you the game, he would be in between. But Kirk Cousins – is that guns, Has that gunslinger mentality that he can win you the game or he can lose you the game. So it's going to be interesting to see how Kansas City offense play out next year. It's going to be interesting to see how Washington offense turn out next year. Now with the Super Bowl coming up Sunday, I will finally give my prediction on who I think will win and why and a prediction on the score. So here we go. I got the New England Patriots winning 28-24. to 24. In my opinion, I always said Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. And it's going to be a close game. All, all these Super Bowls really done came down to a touchdown or a field goal. Basically like the last possession. If you give Tom Brady the last possession of a game, you will lose. But that Eagles defense is not a defense to – Talk lightly on. It's not the defense you said. Their defense, their front four, or front seven, I would say, is one of the best in the league with Graham, Fletcher Cox, and their secondary with Jenkins in the back. So it's going to be interesting to see how their defense plays, but we expect their defense to show up. It's their offense side of the ball led by Nick Foles. is who we have raised eyebrows on and – We'll see how he played, But he's been doing pretty well this off, this, um, this postseason, so it's going to be interesting to see how he played. He got to run a game. LeGarrette Blount, he said he's out for revenge on the Patriots for letting him go, but he should have expected that. But he said he's out for revenge. I expect him to run 6 to 8, 70 yards around that range, so it's going to be interesting to see how the Patriots obtain those two running backs with Jay Ajari and LeGarrette Blunt, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Nick Foles, Bill Belichick are going to come with a game plan, and their defense coordinator are going to come with a game plan the scheme enough to stop Nick Foles, but it's all going to be up to Nick Foles to win this game for the Eagles. You got guys on the outside like Alshon, Jeffrey, Torrey, Smith, Zach Ertz, and those are top weapons. One of the top uh, offensive weapons in the league, and Alshon Jeffrey. So it's going to be interesting to see how that play out. So yeah, it's going to be interesting Super Bowl It's in Minneapolis. So it's going it's going to be interesting to see how that play out. The Viking Stadium. I kind of figured we won't go have a team, and um, the like the Vikings would have won. They would been the first team in NFL history. That, have a home game in the playoffs. So I've kind of figured that wasn't gonna happen. But I wasn't expecting the Eagles to make it this far without Carson Wentz. So that goes to show you that Doug Peterson put a team around. He put a team together that doesn't rely on the quarterback to take them to the Super Bowl. So as you can see, he doesn't need a top quarterback. Take them to the Super Bowl. It's a defensive game. Some people say it's a quarterback's game. Yes, it's a quarterback-driven lead, but defense win championship. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And speaking of defense wins win championship, my Chargers have a couple, they have a couple roster spots to feel. And one and one spot in particular that I say that we should feel in the first round. Like I said before, is defense tackle. 31st in the league in rushing defense, so that's obviously a glaring need. Our secondary play lights out. One of my favorite players in the league, Jason Murray. I'm hoping that we bring him back and give him that Keenan Allen mentality. That give him that Keenan Allen treatment to see how he plays out, how his next year plays out, and hopefully he can stay healthy. If he stays healthy, we can. I give us that top five defense in the league, giving us. A run-stopper a run like Payne from Alabama or Vita from um, Washington. So it's going to be interesting to see where we go. I said we take either one of those guys. But if we don't sign Trey Boston, I see us taking a guy like Darren James. I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks traded up get him. judging by their safety needs and their question marks. So it's going to be interesting to see. That situation. But I feel like we can bring back Trey Boston on a three-year deal. He he might not ask for much, but he's a guy who I said it wouldn't be a big need because we can fill that void later on in the draft. But stopping the run is one of our biggest need. next to finding a consistent kicker. Now, finding a consistent kicker has to be at the top. Of the Chargers' agenda, like they have to, they need to be held in trials right now as we speak. They need to be holding kicking trials right now, because the kicking woes for the Chargers cost us so many games. And obviously, the offense not clicking with the coaching staff, getting to know each other. All Anthony Lynn trusting the coordinators to call the plays and giving them the kids to the plays, and it was just all about trust early on. We didn't. The kicking woes cost us a lot of games early on, and we finally got a kicker back. I can't remember his name right now, but he got injured, and it was just a disaster throughout the whole season with the kicking. That was our that was the story of our season, kickers. And the kicker we signed was the former kicker from the Buccaneers. So obviously they see some they saw something in the trials to give him a shot. So it's going to be interesting. And that's really what I want to keep up with is how are, are the kickers, are the the guys that we bring in. So we might get an undrafted free agent guy and bring him in for the competition. So we need to get at least three to four kickers and bring them in and see who wins that kicking battle. So that's going to be interesting to see. Now, another roster field I say and I talked about today, in a group chat, is a back or running back. Adrian Peterson is going to be released. Him and Melvin Gordon have a great relationship off the field. They train together. I would say last year, the year before that, I would say that's the reason why Melvin Gordon was number 28. But we can bring in Adrian Peterson on a one-year one deal minimum. But – Aside side of me feels like we're not going to do that because we need and they want Melvin Gordon to be a three-down back or play or every-down back. He has improved in his receiving. We just need a back or running back, a consistent back or running back. Now, a guy like Austin Eckler, he came on late in the season before he broke his hand. I would say the week 16, but he came on late in the season and showed improvement. So he's a guy that can feel that Danny Woodhead role that we had last year. And Brandon Olive is a guy who was in the, who was in the, who was in the contract year and who we might release. I would say we will release. And Andre Williams, I don't know what we're going to do with him and Farrell. But drafting a running back could be on the charges list. And another guy in Tyrell Williams, wide receiver, 6'4 guy. I say we need to re-sign him because we don't know what kind of production we're going to get out of Mike Williams next year. Now, I was watching a couple of Mike Williams highlights from his Clemson days. I mean, the guy can ball, but it's just all about him staying healthy and getting that chemistry with Rivers during the training camp. Like, he's a guy that needs to have a full training camp, hopefully. Jason Verrett will be back in time for training camp. But Mike Williams is a guy that needs that full chemistry with Philly Rivers, that can feel that Malcolm Floyd role that we had a couple of years ago, that V. Jackson role. So it's going to be fun to see him next year on the 50-50 ball. So it's, that's going to be interesting and fun to watch. Now, another guy, the Hall of Famer, Antonio Gates. He obviously knows his role with the team now. So it's all about does he see this roster being a Super Bowl contending roster next year? Because he knows he's going to have to play second fiddle to the to to Hunter Henry. So it's going to be interesting to see. Does he want to resign? I'm sure I'm sure Tom and the Chargers want to resign him to the one year minimum deal. So that's going to be interesting to see. I'll be I hope. I hope we re-sign him, so he still can get open in the red zone. We seen that when he broke the record against the Miami Dolphins this year. So yeah, he's one of my top five. He won. He one of my top charges of all time. Next to Rivers, Kenan Allen, Barrett, LT, Michael Floyd, and in my opinion, he is the greatest tight end of NFL history. He doesn't give you that wow factor. But he's like a Draymond Green type of guy who doesn't give you that wild wow factor, but puts up team numbers. Like, he will get the job done when needed. Adrian Phillips is a guy that we should bring back, depending on if we go after a safety and a drive for free agent, but he's that prototype. Prototypical safety that can play the box, can play the linebacker, can play in the backfield, can line up all over the field, and give you that same production as a linebacker and a safety. So he's a hybrid type of guy who I really like, and he's a guy that I want them to resign. The Chargers have the cap space to resign all these guys, but I don't see us giving the max contract to anyone this off season. I feel like the Chargers are always take care of their own. Get a guy on a three-year deal from here and there, like Russell Okung. He was a a huge free agent acquisition last year. So it's going to be interesting to see what we do with the offensive line as well. Barksdale, it's going to be interesting to see what we do with him. I don't know if he's in the contract year or not, but I would say he is. I don't know. But he's our right tackle, and he's injury-prone, but when the end, he gives up pressure, but he doesn't like give up sacks. If I said that right, he doesn't. He's not a bad right tackle. He's just not a consistent right tackle. So we need a a consistent guy. And it's gonna and it's gonna be interesting to see what we do with Matt Slauson, our starting center. We got Forrest Lamp coming back. So our offensive line should pick up should pick up where they left off last year but show vast improvement, should show more improvement from this season. Because I would say we were the least sack team in the league this year by having, and just think last year we was the, had the worst offensive line in the league last year. And this year I would say it was the Colts. And the whole offense was just devastating. So the offense, drafting the offensive line will be key. And the third through fifth round. That is when it's gonna be key and guys that we can get for debt. I don't see us taking a I don't see us taking an offensive line early. But what I do see us taking in the third or fourth round, maybe second, is a quarterback. If we don't take a quarterback in this year's draft, that means either the organization believes in Cardell Jones or they don't see no, they don't see no reduction in Phillip Rivers game. Now a lot of people wouldn't agree with me, but I, but I trust and believe in Cardell Jones that he can learn on the Phillip Rivers, improve his techniques, improve his defensive, improve watching the defense, study the defense. And he's a guy that I can see that can take over the offense in two to three years or bring in a guy, bring in a rookie next year to compete. So if we don't draft a quarterback this year, I 100% see us drafting a quarterback next year, 100%. I give us a 60 I give us a 45% chance of drafting a quarterback this year, and I give us a a high chance of getting a free agent quarterback or undrafted quarterback. We did get an undrafted quarterback last year. Can't remember his name, but they didn't work out too well with training camp, so I'm excited for the... I'm excited for life after Rivers. Like, I'm going to cherish and be happy while he's while he's here, but I'm excited for life after Rivers. I'm excited for, for where this team is going with the young guys that we do have. With Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Forrest Lamp, Keenan Allen. I'm just excited for the future with this team, but this roster is built to win now. This roster is built to win the Super Bowl now. That's how I see it next year. If healthy, when I said early on in the season, I said, if healthy, this team is a Super Bowl team. Well, none of us would have thought the kicking was going to happen the way they did. But bearing injury next year, stay healthy, improve, and be consistent with our kicking game. This team will be dangerous next year, and I give us an 80% chance, an 85% chance of making the playoffs next year. So I'm ready for the offseason. I'm ready for free agents. I'm ready for the draft. It's already draft season with the senior bowl last week, so Chargers doing their scouting. I'm doing my scouting. And I'm just excited to where this team is going and where they're heading. But, yeah, the Super Bowl is going to be interesting to see if the Patriots win with Tom Brady, will he? Tom Brady leave, will Bill Belichick leave. Me personally, I see Bill Belichick staying. But don't be surprised if, if the Patriots draft a quarterback in the second round like a guy or like Mason Rudolph or one of the top guys falling to the second round. But I see the Patriots taking the same approach that they did with Jimmy Garoppolo and taking a quarterback. So yeah, I see them taking a quarterback in the second round. The Eagles with their situation, they're gonna be in the same situation they in now next year. And there's a lot of speculation for Carson Wentz to be ready for preseason, he be ready for week one. But they're gonna be back in Super Bowl conversation next year. So But Patriots, like I said before, and like I tell myself, this is the last year that you see the Patriots dominate throughout the season and everyone picking them to go to Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. This is the last season. I see that happen. Even if Bill Belichick and Tom Brady stay. With the Patriots next year, even though their sideline will look different with Josh Daniels and Matt Patricia, those guys are going to accept head coaching jobs. So their play calling and coaching staff is going to look a little bit look different. But with the evolution of the lead and quarterbacks that got hurt, guys that got hurt, and teams that should have been in the playoffs, the Chargers. Teams that should have been in the playoffs. I don't see see Tom Brady and the Patriots going back to another Super Bowl ever again. That's just how I see it. This is their last run. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady hung up the cleats with this documentary that he's dropping, his hand injury, and this locker room issues with him and Bill Belichick. I wouldn't be surprised. If he retired and went off in the sunset. Now, if he did retire, there will be a slap in the face to Robert Kraft because they traded Jim Garoppolo. That's another reason why I say he's not going to retire because they traded Jim Garoppolo. So, y'all really don't see. It's really 50-50 or 40-60. It's really either one of what Tom Brady's future is, so. They probably will make the playoff nature if they stay together. They're gonna make the playoffs. I don't see them winning a Super Bowl. I don't see that happening. Now let's get into some basketball topics. Yesterday we witnessed here. So yesterday was a crazy sports day with the trades. Trey Young dropping 40 again. Cavaliers and James Harden. James Harden. Set a franchise record and NBA record for a 60-point triple-double. James Harden had 60 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. Shot 63% from the field and 35% in three-point three point range. Now, Eric Gordon got hurt in the first quarter. Chris Paul didn't play. They played the Orlando Magic. Some say it's January. It's not it's a meaningless game. But 60 in a triple-double, the last person the closest that I can remember was was Westbrook in the playoffs last year. He had 57 a triple-double, I would say. But, yeah, he's, he's back in the MVP conversation. He wasn't in the MVP conversation a couple weeks ago because he was hurt. But when nobody really stepping up to the plate to take that MVP crown, LeBron team was struggling. You know, he was still putting up numbers. Giannis, he he slowed down. Anthony Davis still doing what he doing. DeMarcus Cousins hurt. The next in line would probably be Kyrie, Westbrook, and LeBron. But I'm just going to go ahead and give it to James Harden. I'm going to give it to James Harden this early. Unless he get injured. Unless he get hurt. That's the only way that he will not get the MVP crown. Like, say for instance, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz would have never got hurt. Carson Wentz would be the MVP this year. And if Carson Wentz wasn't, if he wasn't injured, I would pick the Eagles to win this game. But back to James Harden. But yeah, he's a guy that can put up these type of numbers. He's also a guy that I can see... They can get closer to Kobe. He's a the guy. They can get closer to Kobe. Next to Devin Booker. Devin Booker has seventy with the loss, What makes this sixty-point game so spectacular. As they've won, they won by seven. It was a close game, and I, I would say that Kobe game wasn't that close earlier. I mean, late in the late in the game, but this game came down. To the fourth quarter. So let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they recent debacle. their recent struggles. Coming into the season. I had. Coming into the season. My NBA finals. My NBA finals pick. Was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Versus. The the Warriors. The Golden State Warriors. Now I knew. The Cavaliers. When they, tra- when they traded Kyrie and got Isaiah J. Crowder. I instantly thought J. Crowder would be a top defensive guy bearing all the articles I I read and and all people said about him. I instantly thought Isaiah Thomas was going to come in average like 23, 23 and 4, 23 and 5. And then once I heard Isaiah Thomas was hurt, I was like, okay, okay. They still got Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is a guy that I believe in. He gave you 18 with the Knicks last season. And then he was hurt, which is not new to anybody, but he was hurt. And they had Jose Calderon. They went on a nice little run with Jose Calderon, who's a guy that will distribute the ball make the offense run faster. Was a guy that, in my opinion, should, they should play more in the regular season. Not the playoffs, but the regular season. So they have those three guards. And Isaiah, when he came back, everyone thought the Cavaliers was just going to take off. But they played their best basketball without him. So this is what I think. Especially with the injury to Kevin Love last night. Yeah, Kevin Love got hurt. He broke his hand and he's out for 6 to 8 weeks. She'll be back in time for the playoffs. Won't play in the All-Star game, but it's not a huge blow because they still going to make the playoffs and he's he should be back. The Cavs are going to get through the first round, so he's going Kevin Love's going to be back and healthy. Now, Tristan Thompson is the guy who just got bullied last night by Andre Drummond. I know Tristan Thompson 6'9, Andre Drummond 7 foot. But you need, a, you need a a bigger big. You need a better big down low. Tristan Thompson can get you the offensive rebounds. But you need – in order to beat the Warriors, you need a guy that can put up – that can give you a sense of DeMarcus Cousins or something like that. That's a, that's a guy who I wish they would have traded for before DeMarcus Cousins was hurt. That's the way you can beat the Warriors. The warriors struggle against good bigs that can act that can give you 20 and 15 guys like that. And I just read today that the Bucks are interested. The Milwaukee Bucks are interested in Hassan Whiteside. That's a guy who the Cavaliers should try to trade for Hassan Whiteside. So I feel like you should trade a guy like him. There's not too many bigs. That are up a trade. I don't see the Clippers giving. I don't see the Clippers going or entertaining Cavs for Tristan Thompson unless they include the Brooklyn pick. And the reason they won't trade their Brooklyn, Brooklyn pick is because they don't know what LeBron. They don't know what's LeBron, what LeBron is going to do next year. So that's going to be interesting to see where he goes next year because it looks like that team really just don't care. It's either one or the two. It's either this team really has off off the field, issue, off the court issues, thinking about football, off the court issues, or well, they really just don't care about the regular season. Now, when it was going through their recent struggles, I was like, okay, LeBron, do not, and LeBron and this team do not care about the regular season. And after I watched a couple games and seen the way their body language is towards each other, their chemistry, Something's really wrong with this team. And you got teams like the Warriors just laughing, just laughing at them. Basically, the Cavaliers are the stock of the league right now. And LeBron being the greatest player of all time, you can't let that slide. You can't let that happen. Like me personally, I wouldn't let that go on my watch. I, Me being – I'm talking from LeBron's perspective. Me being the best player – Greatest player of all time. You got to rally your team together. You got to have a team meeting. It, it got to be sort of like therapy or something like that. You just got to have therapy with your teammate and just talk about the problems, get on the court, and just talk, have chemistry. But a lot of guys just either needs to be traded or just something needs to happen with their roster. Like Jr. he's my second favorite player, but. JR haven't been he's not a consistent guy. Everybody knows that. So I feel like in a package deal, you can get Tristan Thompson, Schomper, and JR. You can get those three in a package deal and get a trade for a big. Throw in a pick to get one Son Whiteside. Get those, make those three guys available for trade and throw in a draft pick for Hassan Whiteside. I don't know the deal with some. I really haven't heard too much about him this season. I would say he's been off and off, and off the court, off and on. So the Cavaliers, they just, they just need to make a, a trade for a big man. And getting Isaiah Thomas, I would say, was a mistake. That was a mistake. He's not Kyrie Irving. He's not Steph Curry. He's Isaiah Thomas. The system in the system in Boston, the system in Cleveland is totally different. Playing with LeBron is totally different from what he did in Boston. Everything has to be centered around LeBron. And you need a consistent point guard. That's that has that mentality. Like Kyrie Irving. But I don't, I don't see them trading Isaiah Thomas. I don't see them trading Isaiah Thomas. But something got to change. His his mindset, his mentality is just, I don't know. He just sent, like basically, I I would say I read he was just blaming Kevin Love for their recent problems. And Kevin Love's not to blame. Kevin Love is a four man. Y'all got him playing a five. But they recently changed that lineup. But that loss to that loss to Detroit was just that was the that was the icing on the cake. That loss right there that was the icing on the cake. And I told myself, LeBron, take over. You got you got the power to take over any game against any team and win the game just like Westbrook and Melo. You got the power to take over any game. But, hey, he just says regular season, so he just said he's not going to worry about it. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes next year. LeBron James, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes next year. The two destinations I get LeBron next year is either he's staying Cleveland or he'd go to Houston. But the way that the Rockets, the way that the Rockets team is set up, I don't see, I don't know how well that would work. I don't know how well that would work, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out if he goes to, to Houston. Houston. But the Rockets are going. They're going to get the Warriors a run for their money. Another team who I feel like would get the Warriors and Rockets, as well as the Spurs, a run for their money, is the Oklahoma City Thunder, led by Carmelo Anthony. Everybody, every everybody knows that Carmelo Anthony is my favorite player, and he will. And he gave thirty on your favorite player. Yes, your favorite player, LeBron, KD, Westbrook, all those guys. But it's gonna to be to see how far this team goes. It's gonna be up to Westbrook. That's who's gonna determine how how well how far this team goes. Now this team, the that they played the Wizards last night, and John Wall wasn't playing. He's out with a knee injury. He just had knee surgery. He's gonna be out for a couple of months. Should be back for the playoffs. And they lost last night. I would say, I would say Westbrook had 13 points last night, and that's just not acceptable. With John Wall out, and their only main threat is Bradley Beal. You had Paul George. He had 28. Melo had 19. Should have had more. Even though Westbrook had ten assists. He had seven turnovers and just wasn't himself last night. Shot the ball 18 times. Shot 27. Shot 27% from the field. But, yeah, it's going to be up to Westbrook. It's going to be up to Westbrook to see. It's up to him to see how far this team goes. It's his team. He's the point guard. He's the best player on the team. And it's going to be up to him. See how far this team goes. We have to prove that we can get past teams like the Timberwolves, the Spurs, and the Rockets just to get to the Warriors. So I see us getting in that third, fourth seed. I would say maybe third seed because the Clippers, or the Pelicans, Clippers, they're going to fall. So I see us getting that third seed behind the Rockets, maybe fourth behind the Spurs. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And I have, like, my prediction coming onto the season, like I said, was the Warriors versus the Cavs. But my prediction now, my prediction now, even though Andre Robinson is out, I really hope that the Thunder make a trade for a guy like Tyreek Evans or Courtney Lee. We just need a consistent two-guard that can either play on both sides of the court or they can play with our bench guys and be consistent with that. But I got Thunder versus the Cavs in the NBA Finals. I still believe that LeBron take his team over the hump. They probably just ready for all-star break and just get, that, get the first half of the season over with, put that behind them. And LeBron gets in that mode where he – Gets ready for this playoffs. But I got Thunder, led by Westbrook, Melo, and Paul George. Versus the Cavs, led by LeBron in the NBA Finals. Now, we got a long way off. A lot of stuff can happen, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But, yeah, I'm recording this podcast on a Wednesday should be out today Thursday when I release it I'm actually glad I didn't record yesterday After all the news that, that happened With Alex Smith The James Harden situation The Cavs losing to Detroit But yeah I have some exciting news To announce soon And is I actually just got the um news Today so I'm excited to announced there really soon they're really uplifting me in a way and I'm trying to get back to writing more I'm trying to get back to writing I'm gonna leave my YouTube link in my in the description so I should be uploading a video Saturday pertaining either to the Chargers or basketball or maybe I might just do another reaction video me yeah, I'm trying to just balance a lot of stuff right now in my life just trying to balance with school the podcast the youtube just trying to improve on the three on the three main aspects of life for me and that's spiritually mentally and physically I'm just trying to improve on those three aspects trying to be a better person to myself trying to become the man that I want to be just trying to be a better person trying to give off positive energy and just trying to read more trying to get a better understanding of how things work still trying to progress every day trying to show improvement every day because like I've been telling myself since high school there's always room for improvement there's always ways you can get better at every aspect of life there's never a a ending point, there's never no end of the rainbow. There's always another door. There's always another step in life that you can take because you never want to go backwards. You always want to go forward with life. And that's just why I always tell myself knowledge is power. Gaining knowledge, increasing your focus, increasing your knowledge, just getting a better understanding of life. And just. Try to stay away from negative energy, negative thoughts, and just be consistent, but be in a positive way. Just be more positive, consistent. But yeah, that's how I want to leave this podcast. And if you enjoy it, please rate, rate it on iTunes. Please like it, share it, repost it on SoundCloud. Please like it, share it, comment on YouTube. And I'm your host, Darryl Jr. This is the Views from the 601 Podcast. Knowledge is power, and I'm out.